We can record at any point now, start at any second. Welcome to KingCast! No. Home of the KingCast. Can I take your sexy take your order? order? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I did that the other day whenever we were recording and I was like, why did that come out of my mouth like that? Like, <laughs> I am a 90s kid. It just kind of like falls out of my mouth sometimes. So it's, that's okay. We date ourselves often. I do. I do it all the time. Oops. I date myself every night. Wow. I thought that was your hand. <laughs> I think my hand is a part of me. I don't know. I hope you lay on it long enough. <laughs> okay. 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 Your, okay. Your Honor, so, I did not shoot that man. My <laughs> hand did. Okay, so I have a question. And I can I cannot be compelled to testify against my wife. Okay, question. The <laughs> she got it. <laughs> I was like, it took a little bit, and I was like, oh. <laughs> um. Okay, so usually with each one of these signs and male and female and whatever, um, there's usually like an under. An under. Please hold. Ah, oh, it's fine. There's just a dog in the background. There's an under what? There's like usually like an under title. Like they're given like a yes. like a yeah a title. What is today's? Second, which one? There's two of them. Scorpio male. There's yeah. There's two of them. What what are they? The stranger. Okay. Did you know that? Yes. Is that the joke you were gonna yes. make? Because she said unless you sit on it, and that immediately triggered my remembrance of <laughs> that today is the stranger, and also thank you, Gone in sixty seconds, where we had that fantastic uh, guy. Whenever he was talking about like, oh, I just sit on my hand until it goes numb, and then I rub one out, and it's like, oh, he calls it the stranger. That is. <laughs> You have a good memory for something that was mentioned like once. Yeah, in a movie from like fifteen oh, no, years I mean, ago. That, remembering that the Scorpio male's title is the Stranger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it. I mean, Kith and Kin with. Sorry, Kith and Kin with with uh, that same character from Who? Gone in sixty seconds. I don't remember his actual name, Who's but Kith and Kim. Kith and Kin. Kith. Who's that? Is that like someone Louise? It's like one in the same. Someone Louise. Okay. No, I don't. I don't understand. What's what are these words that you're saying? Kith and kin. I know. Related to. Oh. It's it's one in the same. Do you know what kith and kin means? Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes it stands to be a reader. Sometimes jokes just fly under the radar. I think this was just folk. over the highest of heads. No, I could get it from context. Oh, okay. And from the word kin. I don't know what kith means. Uh, related to. No, I didn't know what kith means. When you kith your favorite girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those You're days. You're not helping my migraine. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yes, we are continuing with our horny zodiac series, and uh, today we are doing the Scorpio male. And as I was reading the chapter today, the stranger. I, yeah, uh, it is the sign of sexual obsession and the stranger. And uh, as I was reading today, I did discover something, mm. and that apparently the book expects you to read through the entire thing in order. Does it? Because as we know, the male really? comes first, and then the female. Yeah. Every single sign of the zodiac references the sign before it in some way. I usually leave that out. It usually does, yeah. And in the female chapter, I left out a lot of references because I was like, I don't know what this means. Yeah. And then was reading through the Scorpio man, and I was like, okay, well, this is what this means. You, with these short stuff by the zodiac... Don't expect people to read anything but their sign. Their sign. Yeah. Or maybe the sign of somebody else significant to them. Yeah. So uh, I did find that. And so uh, there's actually a lot more highlighting in this than there was in the previous one, just because I was oh, like, no. well, this helps contextualize some of the female. Mm -hmm. And that was a long episode. So we'll see how this one goes. I'll just stay on par and talk about movies less. <laughs> yeah. Too much movie talk in that Scorpio lady. Hey, hey, um, a disgruntled listener. Um, I'm sorry. There are lots of factors <laughs> that, that, you know, feed into our understanding of ourselves, a lot of which is reflected in popular culture. So go sit on attack. You know what my favorite thing uh, is? Sorry, were you going to say something? No, no, go ahead. You know what my favorite <laughs> thing is? When someone is listening to an episode and then texts you saying... Uh, no, this is this. And then you go, what the fuck are you talking about? I recorded that eight months ago. Yeah. Why would you expect me to know what you are saying right now? And it's just like, I've gotten my dick sucked by this guy, by this person before. And it's like, well, thanks for sharing that without context. Yeah. And it's like, you, you mentioned it in this. It's like, legitimately recorded that eight months ago. Was I've, this like an actual friend or was this a listener? This happened multiple times. Both with the previous uh, wow. show, B-Movie Deathmatch, and with the current show, uh, someone referencing a, a, our Star Wars episode multiple times, and oh. me going, huh? Oh, no. Oh, that's right. There is a resurgence in Star Wars right now because of Disney+. Plus. No, there's a resurgence in Star Wars because our Dungeons & Dragons group does nothing but argue about Star Wars to the fact that I have said no more Star Wars talk around me. So every time she leaves the room, we get as much Star Wars talking as possible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's horrible. Aww. Anyway. If you want, can you guys hear my dog barking? No. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. It won't get picked up on the R mic. Okay, because... There's a piece of fabric just outside of our fence that he thinks he needs. Oh, he's like that kid from American Beauty where he's just staring at it, blowing in the wind and thinking it's the most beautiful <laughs> thing ever. Except he's just barking at it. Yeah. He's very mad at it. Which leads us into Scorpio Male, because that, that character is referenced in this chapter. Oh, fantastic. The stranger. Is he a stranger to himself or to others? To others. Ooh. Ooh. Give us some insight. We need some context, Chris. <laughs> the Scorpio male is a severe individual, strict in his behavior and belief systems. He is narrowly focused, always putting his own needs ahead of any responsibility to others. 
He is a naturally probing character, drawn to investigating life's mysteries, propelled to scratch beneath the surface of every situation. He is bound to provoke and often unnerve anyone with whom he comes into contact. Pessimism, indeed nihilism, is his default perception, preventing him from being <laughs> duped by phony appearances while allowing him to root out hidden obstacles in his path. He takes the same approach to love, aware, first and foremost, of its inherent suffering. Reluctant to invest his feelings, he waits and studies prospective partners until he is convinced a woman possesses inner beauty to equal the bright, sunny look and personality for which he ironically falls. Lavishing attention on his lover, he seeks to be her everything to her, thus perpetuating an insular existence. When, in, when it comes to men, he's attracted to someone with wealth and power to match his own, herein willing to be all consumed by a psychologically and, and sexually intense bond. Damn. I, I think this is the time I mentioned. Wait, we never did a question. Uh, we have a lot to cover today. Do we, we didn't really have okay. a question last time either. That's fine. What's your favorite arachnid? What's your favorite arachnid? <laughs> it compares the Scorpio to almost every kind of arachnid and snakes and phalluses. <laughs> Oh, so he's literally the god of death and dicks. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We talked about, in our last episode, we talked about Persephone, right? Mm -hmm. And Scorpio male is Pluto. Yeah. Like, yeah, the god of death and dicks. Mm -hmm. That he cool. drags. dark. He, <laughs> I like it. He drags the, uh, the radiant core, the uh, Persephone's uh, springtime name, uh, into the darkness with her, with him. Ooh. So well, he's looking like for... Like I said... Oh. So this particular sign is looking for somebody bright and shiny to kind of drag into the depths with him. Yes. Okay. Hello, darkness, wow. my old friend. So this <laughs> is where I should mention... <laughs> I, proud Mary, am the proud partner of a Scorpio man. <laughs> And that's okay to say. I know, I know, I'm, I know a couple I'm of those. I'm going to be too. in my sunny disposition. <laughs> this makes me think of another quote or another movie line, which I know he's ever. Are we going to answer about. the question? Oh, I'm sorry. Our favorite arachnid? Mine is None the, of them. the garden spider. They're very pretty and make big webs that you can step into and get all tangled up in. <gasps> um, you should actually call it an orb weaver because that's what it is. I thought that was a classification of spider. Garden spider? No, orb weaver. I thought it was a broad, broader classification of spider. No, garden spider is a broader classification. Orb weaver is what you're talking about. I like the brown recluse. All right, god of death and dicks. I really like the little peacock spiders that sometimes wear a droplet of water as a hat, and they do the cute oh, little dance. Oh, oh you, know? you know what? I also really like that spider that puts a net between all of its... Uh, all of its limbs, limbs. and then uh, drops down and wraps up its prey instead of letting its prey uh, get trapped in the net. Yeah. It's really cool. Me? Yeah. Uh, the king crab. That's not an arachnid. It is an arachnid. It's a big sea spider. I'm not going to count spiders. I'm not going to count them as spiders. Oh, I'm sorry. Was this answer? Was this question as arachnids? It's a Only crustacean. The red king crab is though. No, honestly, um, 
Oh God. I, as common as they are, I really like wolf spiders. I had a pet one that lived in my laundry pile for a while. My favorite's the itsy bitsy spider. <laughs> He's just always working yeah, that. Wolf, wolf spiders are cool. Yeah. They jump. Yeah. I'm really more of a snake person than a spider person. Oh, I have found that some oh, people nope, are. Not me. Nope. You're a, not a nope rope person. Okay. I, nope. I'm good with either. Nope on the nope rope. Yeah. Well, they I all like, serve an important function in our ecosystem. And I good. like uh, when when dogs get so fat that they're basically snakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, back to the stranger. Uh, the, the stranger. So moving on, that was just the introductory. Uh, the sign in the mind. Also, my name's Chris. I didn't think I said my name. Uh, so uh, the Scorpio is the only sign in the Zodiac to be co-ruled by two planets, Mars and Pluto. In the sign of Scorpio, Mars' masculine objective view is plunged inward to an unseen subjective feminine realm of mystery, engendering investigative thought, quote, science, and science. other such deductive systems for uncovering nature's secrets. Just as Libra, regardless of profession, approaches existence as the Zodiac's artist, Scorpio meets it as the astrological scientist, philosopher. I disagree. Or oh, philosopher, I agree. Little wonder that the sign presides over the eighth astrological house, which is concerned with, among other things, regeneration, sleep, sex, and death. Also, as we learn in the next chapter, quote, someone else's money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting yeah. one. So we'll see how this yeah. kind of plays out with the male. Most notably... It is also the house of one's indelling of spiritual being. And indeed, it is at this level of self that the Scorpio, quote, lives, as he is concerned with the uncovering of his own secrets and hidden desires, not content to distract himself with what he considers frivolous shit. Mm -hmm. Petty stuff. <laughs> He'd just as soon be alone, although he never quite manages to escape feelings of loneliness. Aww. Like, yeah. ev uh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, I can see that a lot in my partner, the feeling of loneliness. Like every fixed sign, Scorpio can be seen as responding to the excess of the opposite sign that precedes it. Libra. In a sort of... Yeah, that's me! In a sort of point-counterpoint relationship. Where, whereas Libra male is the personification of the a formal Apollyon, Apollo, Apollo person, <laughs> principle in the Zodiac, Scorpio represents what is best deemed as the Chitholian <laughs> principle. That is C-H-T-H-O-N-I-A-N. Chitholian. Hmm. Chitholia and Chitholios being suffixes meaning subterranean. In her book, Sexual Personae, Camille pa Paglia recognizes that the Catholian is indeed the opposite of the Apollian, Apollian, using the term to substitute for the Dionysian principle, itself long held to be the antithesis of the Apollian. Mm, so lots of gods kind of at work here. We're talking about Apollo, but like this is the opposite of Apollo. Yes. Apollo so, is the sun. Right. 
So this is the underworld terrainian kind of Cthulhu. Scorpio's Cthulhu, Catholian. It is not Cthulhu. As much as I want to pronounce it's not it, not Cthulhu. <laughs> Catholian nature not only dictates his scientific approach to life's mysteries, but it also points to his signature self-indulgence. That which is going on inside of Scorpio is truly all that matters to him. His only subjective nature being the prime objective. The only fact of life worth tru- or truly worth noting. Damn. I can notice that sometimes. I know a couple there, of... There are- Scorpio <laughs> men and this kind of I... yeah okay, Mary. I'm sorry. Uh, there are times that we'll have a talk and I'll be like, "You're using the word I a lot. <laughs> let's let's shy away from that and think outside of ourselves." But now I know that it's in his nature, astrology. Yeah. Oh, but I I will say. This is something I'm figuring out, and it's going to be very hard for me to agree with when we get to Aries, is that I try to use my sign as justification for my behavior, and I shouldn't, because I can still be a better person, but it is my nature. I don't think so. According to this, it is guaranteed to be you. Disclaimer, because I forgot to say at the beginning of the episode... I don't believe in any of this. I think it's all false. I think I need to make that disclaimer more clear in every episode that we do. Because people will ask you about it. Yes. Yeah. Fiery Mars. Oh, I should all, you know, I should also make a little disclaimer. I don't fully believe in these. I completely believe in this. (laughs) I say fully because I view astrology as a way to reflect upon yourself. And kind of say, okay, hold on now. Do I have these attributes? Do I not? Let's delve into my inner world and see where I stand. So I think it can be useful in discovering who you are and who you are not. I just like to justify my irrational behavior sometimes with my sign. That's fine. (laughs) I, you know, I rationalize my indecisiveness by being a Libra. I'm like, I don't know where I want to eat because I'm a Libra. Yeah. (laughs) I think of it I think it's as relevant as a fortune cookie when it's in bed it's interesting yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness fiery Mars locked in on the subterranean level makes for a massed aggressive personality and a potentially explosive one Pluto is associated with the regenerative forces in the universe such as cell growth and root function in the natural world because as is left out very often Pluto is the god of the earth, not just the underworld. Yes. Scorpion. So in Greek mythology, is Pluto the same as Hades? Uh, Hades is... Hades and Pluto are the same, but Hades is more of a warlike force, according to this book. They're kith and kin. Okay. Yes, they're kith and kin. Bring it back around. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Hades, uh, according to this, Hades is more along the lines of, like, Aries and Mars. So it's like, well, it is like the Scorpio. It's like the Scorpio, which is the combination of those two. The the Scorpion eighth sign also governs growth via elimination, as we discussed often in the female episode. Right. Uh, Mars, though mythically the symbol symbol of war, is the primary life force in the zodiacal sign. 
as if to say that life is a war survival. Likewise, Pluto, the mythological personification of death, is astrologically associated with the regeneration of life. Scorpio male seems to embrace these paradoxical understandings as his way in life is to embody gloom as a means of transcending, uh, sorry, of just transcendence. Finding positive thinking to be drivel, he tramples rose-colored optimism underfoot and approaches ex- existence from the departure point of pessimism and nihilism on the premise that, from there, life can only get better. <laughs> I'd rather live on rock bottom because the only way's up. <laughs> Pretty much. Goodness. I'm sorry, Scorpio males. I know several of you. That sucks. If, if... The ones that you know, Dana, are they, is is this lining up with them? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay. So that's the thing. I don't want to believe in the Zodiac, but at the same time, sometimes it lines up very, very well. And we'll see because we end this whole series on my sign. So I'm like, (gasps) we'll see how accurate it is. Yeah, we, we could. Uh, I'm wondering if the Zodiac affects different things. On the southern hemisphere. Oh, yeah. Because... You know, oh, no. I've always wondered that. Yeah, I'm wondering that, like, because shouldn't astrological patterns yeah. be different? <gasps> yes, that... And I don't know if you guys are into your whole, like, natal birth charts or whatever. At my... Where I work, we get very bored and we talk about all kinds of crazy things. And one of them that comes up a lot is, oh, have you run your birth chart? And it takes into effect where you were born in the world. And so what you fall under is your rising sign and all this other stuff. I need to know this. I would like mine done. Oh, I, would. Oh, I can do it for you. <laughs> well, I was more thinking because there is some evidence that people's names affect their personality. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking that maybe the Zodiac might have some relevance, not because the stars are doing it to us, but because the environments that we're growing up in do it to us. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're born at a certain time of year, maybe based upon the seasons that you're experiencing things, that is affecting your uh, personality, which could be something. Not much of a stretch. I don't think there's anything there, but... Yeah. Just like we grow up in a particular cultural climate yeah i I that shapes who we are i think there is more to that than there is to the stars governing our personality Mm -hmm. okay all right sorry side note go on uh scorpio focuses on the dark unseen realities of life often wallowing in outright negativity in hopes of attracting a reverse shadow light into his life his sign's motto is i desire pointing not to mere want or will, but deeper, often darker, hidden yearnings that are daunting, if not most dreadful to embrace. Yeah. Oh, I was also going to say, you know how some of these have been like, I think these are written about the author's different spouses. Mm -hmm. I think this chapter might have been written about one of the author's spouse's exes. You know, unfortunately, a lot of the things that I've read about Scorpios are never really positive. 
Well, I mean, it's interesting because we've had some signs that are super duper positive, like all these wonderful things about them, because that's literally the the essence of, you know, that sign. But sometimes when the essence or the overall impact of a sign is like super negative, it's like, well, you have to tell about those things, too. That's just important and a, a part of that sign. I think Mary was making the joke physically that I was going to make vocally, which is like, oh, you're talking about the Gemini. Because yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said <laughs> that thing about positivity, she like perked up and was like, mm, yes, me. Yeah, me. <laughs> like the Libra. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but real quick on the Scorpio thing, uh, I'll say this and I, I have full, I know that my boyfriend will probably be listening to this. So hello, boyfriend. Um, but these are not things I haven't already said to him. I do call his little, like, he has these quips that he comes back with, his Scorpio stinger. <laughs> and, but it is, a lot of them are like this, this sudden, like, negativity. And I'm like, whoa, brother, slow down. <laughs> so I think, like, so for them to come, for this book to be saying that they spend a lot of time in, like, negativity and, like, they're just looking for sunshine and positivity and they want to attract that i'm like i can see that he's looking for his persephone she's also describing something that the book says almost word for word later oh my gosh okay all right let's get to it sorry i'll stop with my amazing we'll get to it in a in a sec uh for now let's continue on uh by fixating on his own truest yearnings always seeking to focus energy inward in hopes of Excavating personal truths, Scorpio avoids the trap of creating increased suffering as the result of having expectations from or smiling or smilingly tap dancing for others. So it's like painful for him to be doing something other than what's in his nature to fake it. Yes. Uh, He he wants to do what's in within himself, not what others see from him. Mm hmm. Uh, Scorpio espouses a to hell and back model of existence. And as it described earlier, starting at the bottom, things can only get better. Right. So by starting hell, I can only go up from there. Right. <laughs> right. The sign of the Scorpio corresponds to the age groups of 49 to 56, a time when one m- might feel the first chill of autumn setting in. For men, especially, this becomes a time of solitary reflection when one is no longer distracted by the raising of a family or the building of a career. He's finally, like, settled into his own. He's moved past that point. Yeah. Uh, This is a time where uh, many men divorce. Wow. It actually... It says that. Yes. It's often a time when many men divorce, start second marriages, or pursue dreams and desires long discarded. So it kind of goes back into the, they just want to do what's for them. Not really worry. The phrase, children can be so cruel, was probably first coined after a Scorpio boy, whose notoriously (laughs) devilish nature twists the might-is-right framework of boyhood so nobly embodied, for example, by the Leo boy king, into a sort of Lord of the Flies, survival of the fittest mentality wherein the weak are to be rooted out and exterminated. Yeah. (laughs) Scorpio is most likely to exhibit a 
uh, sadistic streak. And though he is typically far more confrontational towards other guys, he can also be brutal to to girls whom he doesn't necessarily find attractive, sexually teasing with a string of negative attention while projecting a knowing sexual aura to those that he does. <gasps> he knows about the game. Fuck that guy. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. What game? By the way, you just lost the game. Not but that game. game. Different no, game. The game written by a pickup artist about... it's. You know what oh. negging is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Bet he was a Scorpio. Continue. Uh-huh. We are moving on to the body and soul. Oh my gosh, this is so much sense. Go on. The loner routine, Scorpio learns, really works for him, especially attracting women who suspect, who suspect him of being hurt or deep. Both typically correct assumptions. Not shy in the least, however, he is actually a powerfully present person when pinned down, face-to-face, nonetheless retaining as much distance as politeness will allow. In a nod to his serpentine archetype, he has a sinuous physique, his torso thin but wide, like a cobra, his oblique and lateral muscles tapering to a typically narrow waist. He often boasts the lowest percentage of body fat of any male in the Zodiac, except perhaps for Aries, with whom he shares his muscular Mars rule. Yeah. On I mean, he, he might be dark and gloomy, but I'm, I'm kind of okay with, with, with this. He doesn't have to be happy. No, he, he just looks great. <laughs> He's tall, dark, and it doesn't describe their face. And he wants to talk to you about his secret pain. <laughs> As I roll my eyes. (laughs) Is that the Libra in me or just the me in me? (laughs) On average, taller than most men. He is nonetheless not... My my Scorpio is 6'7". And he is nonetheless not lumbering, ever slight and slinky in his movements. So he's not deathly. I kept thinking, oh, this is going to be like the... Uh, this could be a woman who was like, I'm pale and, and yeah, spider-like. I was expecting like a spider-like guy, like the Jack Skellington. Nope. He's sort. snake-like. And as we're about to find out, penis-like. <laughs> penis-like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, most Scorpio men are swarthy, matching their signature dark and brooding demeanor. Some, however, are pale and bloodless, often with icy white hair as to appear downright vampiric. So, the book contradicting itself again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a range, it's a spectrum. My favorite thing to point out is, most of them are dark and swarthy, but some of them are pale as a vampire. Yeah. Well, which is it? The sign of Scorpio rules the reproductive glands in both sexes, and this zone, both his own and that of others, becomes a burning area of interest. He can be sexually obsessive, raising his fascination from a purely physical level to rather fetishistic one. But there's more. Scorpio's rulership of the sex organs tends to determine that this serpentine fellow appears as much like a penis as any man has a right to. So just literally looks like a big old dick. Mm-hmm. A taller than average dick. Yep. Which All right. I don't understand. Like, doesn't everybody look like a penis? Because we have a head. <laughs> you mean don't penises look like everybody because they have heads? 
Shit, you're right. Are you anthropomorphizing the phallus? Yeah. <clears throat> I guess. <laughs> given the torment he given the tormentor he can be in his youth, adult Scorpio still gets a secret thrill from winding other people up. Yes. Playing mind games. He does. Yeah. Playing mind games is one of his favorite pastimes. He charms clueless mainstream cookie cook, cookie <laughs> cookie cookie. <laughs> yeah, cookie cutter cleavers of the world. Oh, uh, it's referencing Leave It to Beaver for some reason. Uh, okay. Cleavers of the world, forever in search of friends and lovers who will let none of him who will let none of his put-downs, often disguised as humor, get past them. So, he's using his insults as a way of gauging a person's intelligence and as... Yeah. To prove that they're worthy of him. Right. I'm going to insult That's you, and if you respond in, like, a like you, an intelligent or witty way, like, I can deal with that. If you just, like, break down, and that shows that you're, like, nothing. Yeah. Okay. Fight back, he says. When it comes to women, especially, he'll fall for someone who can thus disarm him, an honest beauty who refuses to dignify anything beastly in his character. I don't know if you said anything, but... I shook my fist, and I was like, yeah. My big thing, and, and that's just how I deal with any kind of insult or whatever, is I'm just like, or like, what did it say that he likes to rile people up? Yes, he likes to get under yeah, people's skin. A, I learned from a young age to pick out those type of people, and when they are working to rile someone, I'm just like, I go stoic, and I'm like, okay. And I don't rile. So maybe he was like, oh. <laughs> he tries to get a rise out of people. Nope. Despite the popular astrological opinion that the snake is some sort of lecher or sex fiend, he is in fact... One of, the, one of the most, if not the most, discerning of males in the Zodiac. As such, in his covert quest to find that perfect beauty on whom to unleash the beast, he remains the consummate undercover man. What does that mean? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm confused. Elaborate, book. Hmm. Uh, so it, it may come off as him being like a... Well... It keeps comparing him to snakes and other such creepy crawly creatures. Those usually have a lecherous kind of connotation to them. Yeah. Despite that, he's not actually a lecher. He is trying to seek out, like, the perfect female. Right. But even then, it says he's still an undercover man. That's the part that I didn't get. Yeah. I mean, that's the end of the paragraph. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, book. All maybe, right, continue. What's maybe next? That's him being, maybe that's him being the stranger, that he doesn't want to open up until she's the perfect female, which doesn't exist. Yeah. A uh, uh, list of famous Scorpio men include the likes of Pablo Picasso, Francis Bacon, photographers Helmut Newton, and Robert <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> Ma- Maplethorpe. Maplethorpe. Oh, no way. I love his stuff. He was a fantastic, sexy, kinky photographer. Scientist. Oh. Yeah. Like the, like the, like 
Clutch your pearls, 1960s, 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s. 50s, 40s. No, 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 no. Not that early. Not that uh, early. He was making daguerreotypes. But like, there was a couple of pictures that he took, and one of them was like, literally a guy with his giant, huge dick out coming out of like the fly of his pants, and he's just like, bam, here's my penis, and it's like people would go in to see these art galleries, Mapplethorpe's like art art expedition or what do you call it, exhibitions. whatever exhibitions. And, like, these people were, like, clutching their pearls, and one lady fainted because she was like, oh, my gosh, so much sex. Okay. I thought I thought you meant, like, when you said, like, clutching your pearls, and, like, I was thinking more, like, pinup photography, so I just looked it up, and no, it is, like, a lot of gay culture. Yeah, yeah, he was um, fantastic. Lots, lots of bondage. Um, yeah. yeah. Mapplethorpe. Like, there's, there's a picture. I don't know if Leather Daddies is. Yes, <laughs> yeah. A politically correct term. But was I right? Was it 60s, picture? 70s, 80s? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like he started in the Wait, 60s, but really so he wasn't prime taking daguerreotypes? No. He wasn't around at the dawn of photography? No. Like 1860 or whatever? No. no, but no, he's a fantastic photographer. Very, very good work. Yeah, this and, is... And challenging the status quo. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to interject. More as interesting as than Robert Mapplethorpe, scientist Carl Sagan... <laughs> Yeah! Writers Albert Kalmus and Dostoevsky. Came Camus? Albert Camus? That is spelled Kalmus. Yeah. Kalmus. <laughs> uh, Robert Kennedy, Spiro Agnew, uh, explorers of the subconscious such as Herman Rorschach and Lee Strausberg. Holy shit! Yeah. All these guys are like the, the nihilists of... Like fame. Oh yeah, Carl yeah. Sagan is famously hard to get along with. Yeah, but he said we're all made of star stuff. Nope, deathly star stuff. <laughs> Die. <laughs> These are not your happy-go-lucky types, but rather cryptic cats with hidden agendas and requisite attire to match. In every circumstance, he approaches. Sexual or otherwise, Scorpio can't help but come across as invasive, if not confrontational, like a hard-nosed detective, a hard-nosed reporter or detective launching a probe. His every remark seems ever so slightly cutting, as if designed to dig ever further into the mind of whomever he's addressing. He is not above making scatological comments or using body gross-out humor to provoke or embarrass he continue, he, he's continually excavating for truth, the real story behind the endless sea of quietly desperate smiles. Ooh, so he likes them poop jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that was your takeaway. Yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. That, that was the takeaway from that. No, no, I took away more than that, but I was just like, happy big, he likes poop jokes. My big takeaway was that he... Digs deep and hard and mean. Yeah, he's like, it's like, it sounds like if he's going to get into a fight, he's going to go straight for the thing that he knows is going to hurt the other person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, and that's like and the deepest yeah, thing. That can be a point of contentment. Which, no offense to any Scorpios that might be listening, it's dumb. You have to hold that back to when you really, really want to destroy someone. Yeah. You can't, that can't be the first thing you bring All out. All right, Gemini. Yeah. 
Yeah. How about you don't at all? You got you got to act like you're their <laughs> exactly. friend. Exactly. How about you respect you and love that person, nice? and you just yeah. don't don't use that thing no, against them? You always act like you're their friend while holding a little secret file to the side that has all their deepest, darkest secrets and everything they've ever told you. Okay, just what, in case. What is your take on this? That I'm terrified of Chris right now. <laughs> okay, this is why I'm starting to think that the astrology is true because all of us just responded in ways that our signs would probably respond. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, just be nice, just just be friendly. Like, why? Like, why waste your time trying to hurt someone? Just move on. Exactly. Be friendly, but just in case. Whatever. And then, like, there's, like, a, a secret Scorpio male, like, sitting right here with us going through their little file cabinet of, like, what things that I have that I have secreted away that will hurt somebody? <laughs> like, oh, my god, It's tit for tat. If they oh, hurt you, you hurt back. If they're nice to why? you, you're nice back. But why? Like, why not just be nice? Why, why do you have to get even? Why waste your time? This is interesting. I can't even. I mean, even... Because some people need retribution. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. Some people are just going to be miserable people for the rest of their life. And we don't need the people. We don't need to waste our time teaching you lots. This I, is the. This I forgot is... that Mary had headphones. And when she walked away, I thought I could whisper. <laughs> <laughs> I was really expecting this person that we're talking about, like this, this sign that we're talking about, the stranger to be more like an Eeyore. Like he's no, just kind of depressed no. and sad. No, he's depressed and takes it out on the world. Yeah. He's got yes. like some latent bone to pick. You know what, Dana? That's exactly what that's that sounds right. I always say, and that's the thing is like, like I said, we talk about this a lot, and I always tell, I said, you've just got so much fight in you. You're just ready to fight anything and everything, and I, and that's kind of the Scorpio. Like as you're reading this, that's I think that aligns well with the Scorpios. That like they're ready to fight, and they've got the biggest fucking stinger, and they're ready to hit you where it hurts. Yeah. yeah. See, Mary's like a live and let live person. I'm like the song, Live and Let Die. <laughs> there are very few times I get riled up enough that I'm like, okay, I, I need to, there needs to be retribution. Yeah. And I think Chris has actually seen me there. Really? Maybe, maybe once or twice. What does an angry Libra look like? I don't know. Well, she's typically very <laughs> drunk like that and just girl. crying. You look like the girl from the meme that's like looking at the cat. She's got her finger out like, ah, she's so angry. She's crying. Like that's, that's you. Yeah. That's how yeah, I imagine that's you. That's me. When, okay. I, when I get angry, I just yeah. cry. I mean, she's and I'm like, I'm. Uh, if we're sticking with this, Libra <laughs> is the judge. Oh, that's right. So when. Hence the judgmental finger. <laughs> I mean, so I imagine that. If the Libra was to get to the point where she would have to deliver judgment upon someone, it would be like the hand of God reaching down to destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, she's gonna smite somebody. And it's and it, I guess it hasn't reached quite that point. But my current like retribution is like, fine, you don't get this fucking ray of sunshine in your life anymore. Bye. <laughs> to me, that's a pretty big punishment. Cause I'm awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on to the sex and sexuality. Tell me about that dick. 
Scorpio cannot. <laughs> Scorpio cannot trust anyone he suspects of hiding from his or her own self. As a result, he tends not to trust many people. In regard to creativity, Scorpio will approach art as he does life, antithetically to the Libra, who generally seeks to impose order, if not aesthetic veneer, upon the world. He is uh, beautifying the surface of experience. The Scorpio, in contrast, likes to wriggle around in the dirt, burrowing beneath the surface, and when it comes to art specifically, uncovering, often dissecting nature, or allowing its mysteries to work their magic. Ooh, interesting. And the same goes in love. One mustn't seek it based on a predetermined agenda of perfection, but rather allow it to be revealed by silently waiting and watching. The fairy tale of Beauty and the Beast, the willingly captive Belle's love bringing redemption to the hairy beast, who thus, via her affection, turns into a handsome uh, prince. Scorpio man's love life, for better or worse, follows this precise thematic lines. So he's got to find his Belle. Mm-hmm. And she's got to love him despite him being a beast. Ding, ding. All right. Because she's a Belle. Because she's a Belle. Ding, uh-huh. ding, ding. ding. Uh, nah, uh. I always have loved Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I love Beauty and the Beast. I would date a beast for that library. I was just going to say, I'd date anything for that library. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say that, Dana. Damned to shame and isolation, most Scorpio males act out in youth in destructive ways, going on some sort of compulsive... uh, some form of compulsion or addiction early on, whether it be drugs, sex, food, rage, or marathon games of D&D. Does it say that? No, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> Literally says marathon games of Dungeons and Dragons. You are fucking kidding okay, for me. Our listeners, I have to add in um, Chris and Proud Mary are both um, weekly D&D players. So that's very much a, a thing that they engage with in. They're very, my, very excited yeah. to hear about that. You know, with. But with my boyfriend. Who, oh, that's right. right. Oh, that's yeah, right. He's been playing forever and well, not ever, but at least throughout college and all that that I know of. But and and when they play, it's like. Like 10 plus hours, which isn't I mean, which is normal for normal D&D. But, like, they'll just go and go and go. And I'm just like, okay, guys. It's time wow. for bed. Wow. Okay. All right. No, wow. I, none of the Scorpios that I know are D&D players. So I, I had but to. That's, I, like, two people. I think, his so. addiction, I think his addiction would actually probably be more like sex as, at a younger age. Oh, Not okay. sex, but maybe, maybe jerking the gherkin. Uh-huh. So, like any individual in recovery, Scorpio vehemently focuses his own self-preservation often... Uh, focuses on his own self-preservation, often becoming so completely self-absorbed as to perpetuate his accustomed alienation from others. Being a bad seed, he finds often has its perks, as it piques the curiosity of women who expect nothing more from him than sex, providing him with no strings released while he continues to search for his own innocent and unsuspecting core, which, as we talked about earlier, is the original name for Persephone before when she was a spring goddess Horror. before she was brought down. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Uh, Bad scene. Yeah, b- before him and I got together, I know he was just fucking anything and everything. Are we going to have to mark that? No, 
no, no, no. Everyone knows about that. Okay. <laughs> Every, everyone is aware of that. <laughs> a man as naturally libidious, libidious, libidinous, libidinous, as this Mars ruled chap is compelled to engage in purely sexual experiences before going back to lying in wait for love to rear its lovely head. So totally hands off is he with these t- temporary sex partners that he mightn't do more than unzip and be serviced, say Orly, otherwise remaining utterly composed if not completely dressed. Wow. Okay. All right. So a little bit wow. Taurus, a little bit Taurus like in that aspect. Like he's just like, here it is. Come and get it. You it, know, it's more of a dominant thing. Oh, okay. Not a, not a, I'm lazy thing. Yeah. It's his particular dual dynamic to be totally dominant over those whom he cares little about while longing to lavish attention on a one true love. Still, on either side of the spectrum, Scorpio will always end up asserting his signature control. Hmm. Well, until that last part, I was like, oh, that's romantic almost. <laughs> like, like, yeah, fuck these bitches, but I love her, so I'm going to treat her well. And But I'm still going to have control. <laughs> hmm. As a rule, he loves bouncy, voluptuous, or even suggestively bottom-heavy pastoral creatures with a blissful ignorance of urbane affection or jadedness. On the other hand, as sexist as it sounds, he feels that such a guileless rustic of a woman will be vulnerable to his often compulsively controlling nature. Subconsciously, Scorpio feels that he must... Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) <laughs> I got a little lost in there with just thinking about my titties. So our Libra needs to hear that again. What? Uh, as a rule, he oh, loves yeah. bouncy, voluptuous, or even suggestively bottom heavy pastoral creatures with a blissful ignorance of urbane affection or jadedness. Okay. So pastoral like cows. What? Pastoral <laughs> as in like, pa- uh, pastoral. Uh, uh, Think, think like a, like a farm, farmer girl, a farm girl, yes. a dairy queen. Yes. There you go. I'm a dairy queen. I got them udders. <laughs> well, and he They're wants somebody like, with try, a big butt. Trying to butt. make their debut on webcam right now. But. It seems like a butt man. He's a butt man is what it said, right? I'm a dairy queen. Yes. You can turn okay. me upside down and none of my ice cream will fall out. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> Hashtag Dairy Queen. (laughs) Dairy Queen, if you'd like to sponsor the show. (laughs) Well, I know what's what's going on in Instagram now. (laughs) On the other hand, as sexist as it sounds, he feels that such a guileless rustic of a girl will be vulnerable to his often compulsively controlling nature. So So someone who's more naive because she was born in a barn... Is just going to kind of lay down for him and let him be in control. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Subconsciously, Scorpio feels that he must trick that innocent, as innocent in quotes, woman into wanting him. A symptom of him being treated as a pariah in his past. He does this by behaving opposite from the way he usually does. He treats her like absolute gold, sympathetic and administering to her every need. However, in laying himself at his lady's feet, seeking to fulfill her every whim and to be her everything, we glimpse Scorpio's ever-present ulterior ulterior motive. He doesn't want the woman in his life to need anyone 
but him. Ah. As, oh, as okay. With, okay. Per the control. As with Pluto and Persephone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I will say, I mean, my relationship aside, if I was dating a Scorpio, that, I mean, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm a very, I'm very someone who believes that we need a variety of people in our lives. It sounds like the, the caging effect. Like, I don't know about you guys been in a relationship before where the guy just kind of like, is like, makes you kind of lose touch with your friends and family and just yeah. keeps you in a nice little cage. It's a nice cage, but it's a it's cage. It's a plush cage. Yeah. <laughs> It's got the good and sex. And all my needs are provided for to a sense, but then it's like... The cage. The, the, the yeah. cage. All right. Sorry. Continue. This is a very reflective episode because it's like sure. we all know, I mean, a couple of people that kind of are in this vein. I wouldn't know unless oh. someone had told me. <laughs> really? You don't know any Scorpios? I, I might know some Scorpios. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know one Scorpio for sure, but I don't. Yeah. I, I don't put any stock into this, so I've never asked anybody. Right. And Doesn't I don't, really matter. Too I don't much. know the dates. Yeah. So, uh-huh. Scorpio, in expressing his feelings, tends to freeze his lover in her tracks, making her a permanent fixture in his life, if not paralyzing her into a rather limit, a rather limiting role as his everything. Scorpio expects his mate to be his link to the outside world, and often to take up all the slack better known as the house, the kids, all administrative duties, in what will undoubtedly become an increasingly rooted relationship so that he might go ever even deeper into his own trademark solo career pursuits. What, she might wonder, happened to the man who prepared homemade aromatherapy treatments for her cramps? <laughs> so basically the roles kind of change. Once he's got her locked down and paralyzed with his spider venom or cobra venom. According to the book. That's interesting because I keep wanting to say the name. My partner, like he does the dishes. He vacuums. He helps out around the house a lot, especially with the dog. And I'm like, now I'm like, is it just a ploy to trap me? <laughs> Scorpio. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. You're fine. Scorpio, like his fellow fixed sign Leo Man, may be a controlling Archie Bunker type. Expecting his Edith to anticipate his every desire, but to otherwise stifle herself. And yet, since he only reveals his true self to her, Edith sees in Archie what nobody else can. Likewise, Scorpio Man only lets the one person he truly loves glimpse his own deep vulnerability. This scary monster that the rest of us see actually needs to cuddle. Starved for affection, he requires a dash of mother love mixed into the adoration of his lover the adoration his lover offers. Hmm. Being naturally disposed to gloom, he can only do so much to brighten her existence, and in any case, she generally won't see much of him. A diehard workaholic, Scorpio starts his day early and ends it late, rarely taking time for the ritual of regular meals. I agree with the meals, but not starting the day early. <laughs> as, as it is currently 1 p.m. and he is sleeping. <laughs> However, he did work overnight. I was going to ask, did he work overnight? <laughs> he did work overnight. He didn't get home till 7 this morning. So it's okay. I understand. Well, I mean, starting your day early is subjective if you work nights. 
Shush, Chris. (laughs) Sex plays an enormous part in reinforcing a relationship with Scorpio, something that also goes without saying. Because he's... It's a sign of sex. Yeah. Uh... With the woman he loves, he dives in headfirst, reveling in every inch of her body, squeamish about nothing and eager to leave no possible approach to pleasure unexplored. Still, a gulf typically needs to be bridged between his fantasies and his fear of expressing them to the one person he loves. As it is, he will have introduced his partner to his, quote, lighter pleasures, such as anal sex. The focus usually being, but not limited to, her posterior alone. As well, a bit of bondage generally makes its way into the Scorpio's bedroom. Both in and out of the bedroom, a relationship (laughs) with the Scorpio feels something like being body snatched. Just as over time, he may systematically isolate his partner from as much outside social interaction as possible. Unconsciously, he fills her dance card with his own needs. So too does he program or reprogram her sexually, slowly acclimating her to sharing his desires. His hope is that she'll come to crave them of her own free will, and whether she does or doesn't is eternally debated. With Hades, after all, Kor, the goddess of spring, becomes crystallized into the goddess Persephone, queen of the underworld, a female carbon copy of her controlling hubby. At least she gets six months off for good behavior, which is more than can be said for the bride of Scorpio. Wow. Scorpio Man takes a woman on an unconventional journey into the depths of sexual desire, drawing out her profound hidden yearnings as a means of reaching the heights of ecstasy and indeed self-discovery. His partner should set aside a good amount of time as sex with Scorpio is rarely rushed or simply a matter of physically getting off. Even once he has freed the beast, he may make his... (laughs) He may make his woman beg for it, rubbing it around her face, breast, or pussy, which is the first time I've seen that written out in this book. Wow. Uh, Teasing and torturing her with the tip. By approaching sex from this angle, Scorpio is exonerating himself from the responsibility of being so naturally overpowering in bed. As mentioned, he is generally well-endowed and possesses a great deal of staying power. If anything, it takes him too long. Too long huh. to get to where he can to climax. Oh, that's, ah, that okay. Is that's interesting because often I get exhausted. I'm like, all right, dude. <laughs> if Scorpio is drawn to more elaborate scenes, ones that might even require a leather wardrobe or whips and chains, which is also the first time it's talked like in depth about harder kinks. Yeah. He's perhaps better off remaining a bachelor, and he knows it. Never want to lead a double life, the serpent guy is nearly incapable of hiding something so heady as an S&M lifestyle from someone he loves. In such cases, he may consciously take a pass on the shiny, happy woman he feels a love connection with and find himself a female denizen of the night who shares his fetishistic fascinations. So another Scorpio lady. In such extreme circumstances, Scorpio's need for control only increases, and he definitely plays the lead in the theater of psychological sex games, one that might include enslaving willing females in a dungeon of his own design, or at after-hour clubs that provide such chambers of sexual commerce. 
Acts of degradation and humiliation directed towards self-declared submissives are radical examples of his need for psychological worship and utter obedience to his powerful will. Wow. So really, in a way, he's just a dark artist. Being born into so powerfully feminine a sign, Scorpio puts women on a pedestal, despite his domination fantasies or indeed as a twisted result of them. Mm. Wow. And that's that's the straight part of that. Okay. So All right. So hold on. So he puts women on a pedestal. Yeah, he puts the pussy because... on a pedestal. Because he wants okay. to be the everything. He wants to be the only one they ever need. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of still self-serving in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Like... I'm going to worship you and I'm going to take care of you and give you everything you need, but it's because I want to be your everything. Like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So that I feel, so I feel like I'm all I mean, you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It did describe, it said that. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want the woman in his life to need anyone else but him. Right. Yeah. Uh, but like at the end, whenever we were saying that, I was like, just a reminder. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. that he just is worshipful and, like wanting to be nice to women, it's got that little self-serving little bit in it too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this describes almost exactly the couple that I know. Not, not you. It's no, a, is it the is it the other is it the couple that I think I know already about or no? A different couple. Um, no, it's a different couple. Okay, it's a different couple. It's actually an older couple that I know. Okay, and I'm like, holy shit, this is exactly right. Is exactly right for them. I don't know about you guys, but I know for the couple that I know, I'm like, he literally married a ray of sunshine and he's like the darkest, gloomiest, saddest, but very smart and very creative, but very angry person think, I know. Do you think I'm a ray of sunshine? According I think you to are. the book, you are. Yeah. <laughs> like astrologically, yes. Uh, like I said, I have no context for this outside the book. Unless someone tells me their sign, I don't know it. Yeah. All right. The gay Scorpio male is that much more a loner than his straight brother. He seems to haunt the world rather than actively participate in it. He likes to work alone, so much so that he's not likely to be contented with the remote corner office. He needs utter solitude and is often drawn to professions that require it. Hmm. Okay. The gay Scorpio guy doesn't casually date. He's holding out for the real thing, with little interest in interim interactions. Scorpios seek the company of a sophisticated man with whom he fuses on every level. While other males his age are bar hopping and boy hopping, the Scorpio might be found at his mentor's home. The Scorpio plays a boy role to such a daddy in the extreme. He's trained as a slave to a fiercely dominant master. You know one of these. Single Scorpio may procure a small courtier of fuck buddies who share his non-emotional, no-strings-attached attitude towards sex. Though a deeply emotional person... Scorpio can't invest even a drop of feeling in the mechanical process of purely sexual experience. Accurate. 
Though he's secure in his own sexuality, many a gay Scorpio will will stay completely silent on the subject if only to perpetuate an aura of mystery. Inquiring minds may find themselves frozen out of society with him should they ever have the gall to broach the subject. Others may write him off as an asexual anomaly. Mm-hmm. This is true. I'm wondering about someone's birthday, but I don't think it's this time of year. Scorpio is most at ease with someone rich and powerful. His patron's name, Pluto, means riches. Remember, giving a rise to the term plutocracy, ruled by the wealthy. Indeed, to Scorpio, money is power. Someone else's money. Mm -hmm. To boot, the eighth sign is that of both sex and, in particular, other people's money. Those two attributes being inextricably linked to the serpent's lustful mind. In the servant, servant's lustful mind, sorry. Unlike his straight counterpart, gay Scorpio is no fan of vulnerability. What he looks for in a man's eyes is confidence, conviction, and courage, if not just a pinch of czar's cruelty. Ooh. Guys! Sorry, I just made the connection. My best gay friend is a Scorpio. Does this describe him? One of mine is, too. Yes! And it's dead on. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here going like, I know I know a gay Scorpio. Who is he? And it was, and it's my best friend here in where I currently live. Yeah, that's why I like snorted because when she showed me the picture, I was like, yes, I know that person. Yes, and, you know that person. And yes, this is describing him, but it is not true. Because <laughs> Scorpio, all this stuff's made up. Oh, oh, okay. Oh my gosh. All right. What the bedroom menu consists of from night to night is anyone's guess. Nothing from the sordid to the sublime is beyond possibility. His Chthonian nature, I think that's the first time I pronounced it correctly. Mm. Chthonian nature doesn't preclude Scorpio from certain scatological experimentation, to be sure. But he only does unto his significant other what he would have done unto him. Very biblical. My friend that's a Scorpio that has actually said that exact thing. He's like, I'm not going to let anybody do anything to me that I wouldn't do. Or wait, no, the other way around. I wouldn't do unto anybody what I wouldn't have done to me. He's an egalitarian that way. Group sex is generally out of the question. And even the odd third wheel would need to be nothing more than a glorified rent boy who could be used by Scorpio and his mate like two vampires tearing into their prey from either end. Spit roasting. <laughs> now I now I know for a fact that they they often have other partners in their bed. Ah, well, maybe yours is the exception. Book disproven. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> well, <gasps> are we ready for the couplings? We have How about to do the turn-ons. The, we have to do the turn-ons. Oh, we would normally have Mary read at least one of these sections, but the text Here, is very uh, small. Do Take want- a picture of it and send it to me. I can do that. And while I'm doing that, why don't we take a little break so I can pee? Break. All right, Mary. Mary. We are. All right, so for our, our straight boy turn ons, we're back from our break. Boy. And Mary's going to read those. Back from the break. Back from the break. <laughs> All right. Thank for you, Dairy our Queen, our sponsor. S- <laughs> Thank you. For our straight male Scorpio turn-ons, 
We've got blondes, which I am. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Salt of the earth types. Big breasts, which I have. Ample asses. Which, I which you are. <laughs> Rude. Um, innocence. Body odor. Body hair. Body fluid. Is that any body fluid? It did say scatological uh, yeah, a lot. It said they weren't they weren't opposed to most forms of body fluid. They're not poop shy. Okay. Poop's yep. not body fluid. You need to change your diet. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Dominant S and M, dominant B and D, teasing, tickling, torture, probing, fingering, mutual analingus. Ooh. Did I say that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I like to pronounce it analingus. <laughs> well, that's what I was like. Is it analingus or analingus? Analingus. Active anal penetration, maids, secretaries, mind games, leashes, collars, latex and leather, water sports, dungeons, vaults, cages, OBGYN equipment, pimping role play, and then just the general kink. Wow. All right. Very broad, that last one. Yeah. yeah. They just like kink. They're into um, the kink. <laughs> yes. For our gay Scorpios, their turn-ons are masters and slaves. What are you smiling about, Chris? Nothing. <laughs> He's thinking what? of our mutual friend. Mine, oh. and his, mine and his mutual friend. Okay. Active and passive S&M. Active and passive B and D. There's a typo in the book right there. Why? Active anal penetration. Because there's not Are a parenthesis. You, okay, <laughs> the, the ending parentheses. Um, pornography, water sports, infantilism. 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 Infantile. Tea, tea rooms and glory holes. Sweat, body odor. Rubber, latex, leather. Skinheads. Is that just bald people? Yeah. Or is that like, like, ex- like. No, I mean, this book isn't like ancient. This book was made in the 2000s. Yeah. I, I think it's just bald people. No, I think it's like okay. leather, oh. leather daddy type. Oh, people yeah. Okay. And yeah. like biker type. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Also, as, a, as my friend's dad would, uh let us all know uh skinhead wasn't originally a racist thing it was just a punk thing that was co-opted by racists so there is a group that is skinheads against skinheads and it's just like just accept that the world has moved on that's that's the definition now come on that's so hard and i've had the same issue with the okay symbol like you make with your hand with like you make a circle with your with your thumb and your pointer finger and then the other three kind of stand up that's a like a scuba diver sign and i'm trying really hard to do like okay sign rather than thumbs up because thumbs up when you're under the water is like an emergency i need to go go up up. right now but okay is different so all the time i'm used to going like okay with my hands and I'm like, oh, shit, that's a racist thing now. I can't do it anymore. And if you're in middle school and you do that below your 
uh, waist and get someone else to look at it, it means the other person's gay and you get to punch them. No, that's not true. It, it is, is a game. It is middle school. It is a game yeah. in middle school and, uh, okay. and high school and probably some college guys. Now it's just life. problematic. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I actually was going through pictures from Oktoberfest and saw a guy do it in, like right behind my head. And I was like... Wait, yeah. it's a racist Anyways. thing? It is. It's been, and actually, yeah. the, I'm trying to remember if it's like, um. Is it for the KKK? Like the, the it's, it's like, just white supremacy, um, yeah. kind of a thing it's also in general. the letter F in sign language. Oh, okay. That's interesting. But why the, do Fs have three sideways lines in sign language? It's, it's not, it's, it's not based on the written form of F. But anyways, right. but yeah, basically, Wait, you, mean, on. you mean sign language isn't just making the shapes with your hands? It, exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Since you were inquiring, I was answering. Okay. Where were we? I'm sorry. We were at skinheads. Um, so another gay turn on is mutual swallowing. Felching. <laughs> We've talked about what felching. Is, yeah. What is felching? Felching is eating cum out of someone else's butthole. Oh, Okay. Wow. Cock rings, pumps, uh, anon- uh, 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 being anonymous. Anonymity. Yep, that one too. Dungeons, clamps, slings, fisting, kink, raunch, and scat, sex clubs, private parties, jocks, briefs, socks. So I'm thinking that's underwear. Masks, gags, blindfolds, and hoods. Active ball or nipple torture, branding and piercing, and poppers and stimulants. Yes. Wow. That literally like runs the whole gamut of all kinds of kinks. So the reason I was actually laughing when I turned to this page was the felching. Yeah. (laughs) I read that part. It's like, oh, felching. (laughs) Chris, would you ever eat cum out of a lady's butthole? Is it my own? (laughs) Yes. Does it make a difference? (laughs) Then I would probably be fine with it. Oh, okay. I guess it does make a difference. I don't know. Don't knock it till you try it. I don't don't make my own cum, so I don't know. Dana, would you eat your boyfriend's cum out of another lady's butthole? (laughs) Would you eat your boyfriend's cum out of your own butthole? Depends on if I knew the butthole. (laughs) I mean, I'm assuming you'd be... It's not like you just walk into the room and you're like, oh, here's a random person with my boyfriend's cum in her ass. uncomfortable let's but um, would you do it <laughs> but would i do it she said if she knew the hole if i knew the hole oh if you knew the hole you would like if, I, if i knew I what knew. about you mary oh yeah would yeah. you would you eat it out of it your a, own butthole as a, i said earlier we know you're extremely own? flexible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that flexible but i would do it Okay, all right, let's talk about these couplings. Um, and this is my favorite part because it's like, oh, the true test of all these things, all these people. And I really, the couple that I know um, that are an older you know married couple, I'm curious to see if what it says about them. Okay. All right. So, couplings the Scorpio man and the Aries woman. 
They might not embody each other's ideal, but their similarly defiant natures intrigue. A subversive pair with a complicated sexual dynamic, both hot and heavy in the extreme. Erotic addictions are explored in tandem. Wow. It's going to be just like the female. Like, eh, things aren't so great, but the sex is good. Like, that's that's how it was with the, with the Scorpio female. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, that's my anticipation here. We'll see. All right, Scorpio man and the Taurus woman. Illicitness is inherent. They turn on the taboo of togetherness. In the long run, their love may be a barren landscape in which little grows. <laughs> but an extraordinary sexual God. connection keeps them from taking a hike. That might be the worst that has ever described <laughs> any relationship. And that was, it was a Scorpio with who? Taurus. Taurus, yeah. Oof. All right. I was expecting that to work out better, but no, not so good. All right. Scorpio man and Gemini woman. He's bewitched. She's the one who will alter his perception from dark to light. As time passes, she'll, she hopes he'll remain so reliant. Their commitment appears unbreakable. In bed, lavish fantasies are revealed. I wonder what that stupid website that we found that has all the percentages 13. would say about Gemini woman. 13. Really? Yeah, it's the it's it doesn't take into account male or female. Yeah, but that, it's, that's it's right. like the second lowest for a Gemini. There is one single digit Gemini and it's the only single digit I saw on the entire website. Wow. So that's a, a shame because the the Gemini woman seems like she's the one to be the real switch for him. I mean, it's have so. different people take this into account. That's true. Everyone interprets interprets things differently. That also does a much more relationship-based breakdown instead of, like, a sex-based. Yeah. Yeah. All right. With the cancer woman, her effect on him seems instantaneous. She's that princess. He'll perch on a throne. Cancer is unafraid of his spooky disposition. This is a rarely, this is rarely a casual coupling. Sex is vigorous and athletic, still sensitive and intimate. That's All right. cute. Yeah. His his best friend is a cancer, but it's a male, so I'm kind of curious to see. Well, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> You're That's curious to see page. how well they fuck. That's the next yeah. page. All right. Um, with the Leo woman, it's a stressy couple, exceptionally intent upon success. She's out to prove her worth, no matter the cost. He'll cash in on her credibility. Tempers often flare. His fantasies can be hardcore, but she may well entertain them. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Um, all right. Not a positive one. <laughs> so Scorpio man and Virgo woman. She's an open book. He's in search of someone to write on. She's <sighs> <just> so awful. <laughs> horrendous. Hey, hey, babe, I uh, lost my notepad. Can you come over here? <laughs> can you spend over for me? <laughs> Uh, but does he have the whole story? She's a complex character. Finding middle ground may be difficult. Sexually, he's in control. Shock, shock. She's grateful to be guided. Okay, so it may, it may work out there. That's good. All right, so and that's with a Libra. my boyfriend and my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Scorpio man and Libra woman, they disarm each other. An unusual experience since neither is accustomed to surrender. Over time, these zodiacal... Zodiacal or zodiacal? I don't know. Zod <laughs> zodiacal. <laughs> zodiacal. Uh, neighbors notice... That's... Go ahead. 
These zodiacal neighbors notice how much they have in common. Sex with laid-back Libra means Scorpio's layers peel away. Zodiacal sounds like some weird disease that that would be on a daytime commercial. <laughs> um, okay, Scorpio man. Do you man. suffer from zodiacal? Yeah, do you suffer from zodiacal? Yeah. If so, dial 888-512. Um, uh, I thought it... And I'll say that's not so bad for me and my partner, and it makes some sense. Layers. He's got layers like an onion. <laughs> yes, and that's what I've always said. <laughs> All right. Scorpio man and Scorpio woman. A match marked by material, psychological, and sexual obsession. Strong Ooh. self-regard coupled with righteousness might make them somewhat insufferable. In bed, already intense emotions reach orgiastic apex. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, I might learn some stuff. That'd be cool. All right. Uh, with the Sagittarius woman, her worldly radiance is kept under wraps. She's a valuable commodity who should only shine in his, in his sphere. He's such a persuasive partner. A departure. Sagittarius feigns being forced into acts she's only too eager to try. With the Capricorn woman, he vows to make her life better, ease her stress, and see her succeed. She's his steadfast confidant. Sex is most satisfying on the heels of an intense argument or inspired conversation. A mysterious mix. That sounds like it wants to be negative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's tiptoeing around the negativity. Yeah. Being like, oh, oh, maybe mysterious mix that yeah. they get in fights, but they fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, with the Aquarius woman, any antisocial tendencies are expanded. Feeling superior, they team up in a you and me against the world bond. But later, they might turn against each other. Sex is primal but inclusive. This pair enjoys partners. They can't take that away from the Gemini. That oh. was one of my favorite quotes from the Gemini. What? That it was you and me against the world, babe. Yeah. It's, it literally oh. said that in the Gemini episode. Yeah. Where it's like Gemini's relationship with any with anyone is like them yeah. against the world. That's interesting. Um, I would definitely partner up with these two. Sex is primal. I'm all about that primal sex. All right. Um, <laughs> oh. A growling man God. is a hot man. All right. Seriously? And not, not hooting. What was that? Hoot, hooting? <laughs> no, I'm a caveman. <laughs> Fire burn. Yeah, no. All right. With the Pisces woman, uh, they'll experience sweeping highs and lows. Everything is an issue. Living with him often means being displaced. Displaced as in without home? What? Uh, I, one of the things that it did bring up is that anyone that's in a relationship with a uh, Scorpio, Scorpio male mm -hmm. uh, ends up uh, far away from home. Oh, okay. He lands, um, considering with the Pisces woman, sorry. Uh, he lands more lucrative positions with her on hand. Sex feels like sparring. The rumble is raucous. Raucous? Rauc, rauc, rauc. Rauc. Ruckus? Ruckus. R-A-U. Rancor. Star Wars. Yes. R-A-U-C-O-U-S. Ruckus? Ruckus. Oh, I always thought it's Ruckus. Ruckus. And that was with the Pisces? Yeah. Yeah, with the Pisces. So that's my boyfriend and my mom. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's a weird coupling, but okay. 
Um, yep. It's weird. All right. For some reason, that makes me think of Scorpion and the Frog, even though I know it's not, because I always like to envision them together. Mm-hmm. Now, I like to envision the symbols pairing together. Yeah. That makes me think of the oh. tail of Scorpion and the Frog. I've never thought about doing that. All right. Where the scorpion stings the frog after promising that he won't. Yeah. And you can never trust someone. With a stinger. Well, you can never trust someone to defy their own nature. Yeah, But they're always going to go back onto their own nature. There you go. It's terrible. Always part of their their nature. Okay. All right. Here are the gay couplings, starting with the Aries man and the Scorpio man. Their connection is elemental. Sexy, aggressive planet Mars rules both signs. Aries and Scorpio share a profound physical compatibility. Scorpio is often the instigator. Emotionally, their dynamic is complex. Anger is ever-present. Yeesh. But I bet that makes the sex really good. All right. Um, The Scorpio man and the Taurus man. Evasive, indirect characters whose sexual relationship often remains secretive. Contempt and power struggles are built into the bond. A classic male skirmish like Cain and Abel. Scorpio's sadism may be their undoing. I take it back. That one sounds... The, it sounds like Taurus with the Scorpio Cain is the worst Abel. pairing in the entire book. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, you're going to kill each other. Yeah, because yeah. the, the male and female was also terrible. Yeah. yeah. This is interesting. All right, with the um, Gemini man, Scorpio. That's me. That's you. That's me, you and my boyfriend. <laughs> is that so, a, is that a thing that's happened in your in your in your daydreams or nightmares or? Oh, gross! Something you imagine in my, in my like... day reality. <laughs> <laughs> so, if this was in my head, it would be two identical twins with a scorpion on the ground. <laughs> All right. Um, Okay, so with the Gemini man, Scorpio is subversive. Gemini is the happy, shiny creature who exists on the inside track of life. Often, this is simply a sex thing. The twins entertains prostitution fantasies, and stern Scorpio longs to enslave. Wow, that's interesting. That's got some. I mean, I I do have prostitution fantasies. Not myself being prostituted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Does that make you the pimp? No. Oh, just hiring well, a lady like of the night. Yeah, that. Pretty Woman is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. All right. It the... is. Have you seen <laughs> that movie? It's a fantastic. Yes, but but I'm just imagining it with you, my man. So does that make you the Richard Gear of the situation? Well, according to that book, I would be not the Richard Gear. Yeah, <laughs> he would be the uh, what's her face. I'm Julia not going to say it. be the pretty Julia woman. Roberts. I, was, I was like, I'm not going to say it because I get her and a bunch of other actresses always mixed up. You were right that time, though. It is Julia Roberts. No, it's, uh, that's because Mary said it. Oh. I said it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you do. I literally right. could not tell you the difference between her and Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock's careers. You ask me any movie without showing me their names. Seriously? And I, will, I, I literally cannot tell them apart. That's coming with a stern look I am from Proud fa- Mary. I am face blind to the two of them. <laughs> Just the two of them. All right. Which one was in Gravity? <sighs> um, was that that was Sandra Bullock. Was she the one in Pretty Woman? No, that was, was Julia Roberts. Roberts. Damn it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> 
That wasn't even a joke. I, I just literally forgot in the last 10 seconds. All right. Yeah, I take. Um, you are no longer His High Highness King of Crowns. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to call me that every time we enter at. Oh, okay. No, All only right. when we see each other in person. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, let me continue with these couplings. Um, that follows the Cancer Man. They're masked and cool and masked and cool in public, but not so behind closed doors. Their objective to live and love ecstatically in, sub- in sustained rapture. A completely compatible couple who merge mentally as much as they do sexually. So that's my boyfriend and his best friend, and that's like so perfect. <laughs> Maybe I they should try that. it out. Like, you know, just give, give it a good good shot. Give it a good try. Well, well, we have some ideas about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Um, with the Leo man, this pair is polarized. Leo seems too sunny to Scorpio, who lingers ever longer in emotional darkness. As if to annoy the lion. In bed, they do battle. Leo is enlivened by the scrappy scorpion force. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, yeah, of course they're going to be polar opposites. Like, the yeah. Leo's the... Well, I don't know, because... The light oh, of the world. <laughs> it's also was like... Yeah, that the Libra is the light of the world. And it's like, well, they get along. All right, with the Virgo man, Scorpio isn't looking to shock. Here he seeks to service. It's all about digging deep and allowing for transformation. Sexually, too, this pair seeks something beyond standard. They unearth equally experimental natures. Who is that with? Virgo man. With the Libra man, Scorpio is suspicious. Libra seems too good to be true. Here, the scales guy endures Scorp's sadistic streak. But not for long. Sex is a struggle for power. Libra usually loses. He might seek a less intimidating lover. Ooh, this should be interesting. Which is weird, because the scorpion can't, like, sting the scales, because... Yeah. They're not, <laughs> they're not, they're not organic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't touch this. No, 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 no. Dadgummit. I'm sorry. All right. Um, the Scorpio man on Scorpio man. Sounds. They're just a fight. It's just yeah. going to be a fight. Yeah. I think I've seen spiders fight. Yeah. I think I've seen that video seen online somewhere. Fight. Yeah. All right. Um, if they can create an atmosphere of trust, good luck. if they could create an atmosphere of trust good fucking luck Uh, old issues are resolved and life seems rosy otherwise secretive natures have the opposite effect the path is treacherous in bed old dogs learn new tricks (laughs) it's all based on like if you guys can learn to get along and trust each other then everything's gonna be okay if not good luck fetch Fido it's like when you're doing it's like when you're doing uh, geometry proofs when you use like the capital IFF if and only if. <laughs> All Relatable. Right. Here we go. Scorpio man Wait, and Sagittarius man. Do you, guys, do you guys not know the if thing in mathematics? Uh, do I look like a mathematician? Do I? No, I'm not a math person. My, I don't do the numbers. My major was business. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Related, not okay, math. Go on. I'm sorry. I thought everyone knew about if and only if. Oh no. I know about if then. 
I took physics. This go. <laughs> just just go. She's done with this. Her I sunshine do. has run out. <laughs> I do know about the sequel to it called If. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, <laughs> let's get back into this. All right. Scorpio man and Sagittarius man. Sagittarius is seduced and shocked by a shadowy Scorpio. Physical compatibility is assured. Emotional understanding takes time. Sexual expectations are great. In this case, the agile archer has a hard time keeping up. <gasps> it's like Ant-Man and Hawkeye. <laughs> okay, all right. With the Capricorn man, Scorpio is inspired by Capricorn's ease and acumen. As, an, as a couple, confrontation is their way of dealing with disagreements. Soon, such struggle wears thin. Still, their sex life thrives. Even if they part, they'll end up back in bed. Hmm. Ooh. This one I have trouble picturing because I don't know what a Capricorn is. It's a goat. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's a goat. Horns. They, both, they both are aggressive. Yeah. I'm going to butt my head on you. Well, I'm going to sting you. And pinch. Yeah, and pinch. And pinch. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, with the Aquarius man, if seeking a support system, they might find it in each other. But turning joint plans into actuality proves arduous. They need a third-party perspective. Though they often drift in and out of love, sex might keep them together. What's the Sagittarius? Um, Aquarius? What is it? Oh, that's, is that the person who carries the bucket? That's the water bearer, cup bearer? Yeah, that's Aquarius. the person who carries the bucket. Yeah. So, yeah. They said Sagittarius. No, no, Aquarius. we already did Sagittarius. Um, and with the Pisces man, this is the last one. Pisces man, a peaceful and productive pairing, especially if Pisces is the older of the two. Over time, they cultivate an avant-garde aesthetic that appeals to outsiders. Sex might be rough. Scorpio plays at being trade. Trade. What does that? What does that mean? I don't get it. Uh, I don't know. It has it in quotes. Trade. Yeah. Trade. I feel like the Scorpio man would get along best with the Cancer because they both pinch. <laughs> we we pinch. I pinch. And they're what both. Is, oh, that goes back to that old old video of the little crab that goes like it, like from the early two thousands. That's like I pinch. Yeah, and pinch. and. They're both, according to some people, arachnids. Arachnids. Ah! They are! <laughs> no, it's a crustacean. <laughs> I mean, which are oh arachnids sometimes. This is interesting, the Starangia. I really enjoyed talking about this. So all the guys that are listening, take some time out of your day, perform a stranger on yourself. You'll, <laughs> you'll have a little bit more to relate to. Report back. With okay, okay. They're the like cousins. Sit still. Oh. 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 It died. Ooh. All right. Well, that's our episode. Any final comments? This was a good one. I'm really glad we talked about this one. I was more directing that towards Mary since she's oh. going to have to get off soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us for this episode. You should definitely reach out to us at kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com or you can. You want me to keep going? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know what you were doing. Oh, no.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of KinkCast. You can definitely reach out to us at KinkCastPodcast at gmail.com, on Facebook at KinkCastPodcast, on Twitter at KinkCastPodcast, and on our fantastic Instagram hosted by none other than Proud Mary at KinkCast. Just at KinkCast on Instagram. Yeah. And if you want to send any corrections and omissions, go ahead and do that. I, as always, slip into our DMs and pay me on Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> or, or send me your naughty Instagrams. I like them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of really fun watching the, the different kinds of uh, conversations we get to have with some of our listeners. And sometimes... Like they're very insightful. So we'd like to hear from you guys and we always respond. One of us will respond, um, to, to people that reach out. So get and in touch with us. And if you have any questions you would like to have answered on the show, send those too. Yeah. We might answer them. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you again. <laughs> is for... a crab actually a crustacean <laughs> or is it an arachnid? <laughs> Really? There you know. Well, the more you know. They're delicious. I will not eat a regular arachnid, but I might eat that one. I don't eat things that live in water. Except which, snails. Which is strange. Really? You don't eat fish? No. Why? What about shrimps? No, no. Shrimps are the... I love shrimp. What about... I eat smoked salmon when it's raw, and I eat clam chowder. That's it. Wow. What about squid ink pasta? <laughs> so you're so you're a mermaid though. Like how does that Oh I get it, I get it, I get what it. What is okay. the diet right. of a mermaid if they don't eat fish? Um, That's the point. pirates. <laughs> sailors. But wasn't Ariel friends with a seagull? Yeah. Um, wasn't there a talking seagull in that Disney portrays everything movie? in a different kind of light. Different from a real mermaid. So if you want to ask about what life is like as a real mermaid and why they don't eat flounder, <laughs> send that question through. All right. And we'll see you next week for also, a different topic. Is her little crab friend a problematic stereotype? Yes. Send that question through, too. <laughs> Disney, <laughs> you need to Seba- fix this. Sebastian. Yeah. That's his name. Sebastian. All right. And that wraps it up. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. I turn my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light It split the night And touched the sound of silence And in the naked light I saw